there it is. All right. What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horton. This is this is Pro Wrestling. It's a podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest sport of all time, professional wrestling. And I am here, as always, with my cohorts, my life partners, my lovers. Hey, it's Will. Hey, Will. I've always wanted to be a cohort. And uh, at this is Dr. Stinson. And yes, he's a, he's a real doctor, ladies and gentlemen. That's <laughs> for the listeners. For the listeners, he just awkwardly nodded. Yeah, yeah. Santa hey, dot. Thank Santa you so dot. For everybody that's hanging out with us, seriously, we we are grateful for you being here. We love you guys. If you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe on the channel. We want to try to do this more often. We want to try to create the greatest wrestling community known to man. If you ever wanted to be a part of a wrestling community, you want to get the jump on the start of something great, you have the chance right now. You can do it. You just hit subscribe here, join our Discord, hit me up on DM at this is Gary Horde. You can see it right there in the bottom corner. I'll tell you how to join. Like, come hang out with us. I think we have the best wrestling community there is, and we're growing, and we want you to be a part of it. So go, go do this. Join us. Hang out with us. We want to talk to you about professional wrestling. And uh, tonight we watched all, if you missed it, the live stream, we watched TLC live and we talked all about it during the show. But now we're going to do a recap of the show and uh, we want to hear what you guys think. So if you're watching right now and you're not in the chat room, make sure you jump in the chat room if you can, because we want to know what you think, because we have our thoughts, but the most important thoughts are of the community. As a whole, like uh, just like this real communist stuff that Dr. Stinson would hate. That's, uh, that's what we're going for here. Just, uh, you know, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few uh, or something. Santa, Santa uh, Rob, no happy. <laughs> no happy. Oh, my God. All right. Thank you guys for being here. Seriously, though. Uh, let's just jump in right now. We're, we're talking about WWE TLC 2020. The big show, a lot of matches. Will, I'm going to throw it to you first. If you had to do like a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, where would you be right now on TLC? Man, I'm going to surprisingly give it a thumbs up. Just like that. Because, uh, and I said this on the live stream, but honestly, uh, partly because it was just a, a really good show, in my opinion, which you don't hear any of us say a lot about a WWE show, but I thought it was very entertaining. I thought it was very... Um, I thought there was more continuity than previous WWE stuff that I watched, which is a big thing for me. I like to see some of that continuity. I like to see some of the storylines be strong. I felt like there was some stronger storylines in this show as compared to, you know, previous shows that I've watched. And, um, but also it was just a lot of fun because I was watching with you guys and everyone in the chat. And that was, that it was our first kind of watch along official that we did. And so it was just a lot of fun to watch with, even if you hate WWE and you were in there, you know, being a critic, that was still fun. It was, it was fun just to interact and to watch it as opposed to just, you know, sitting on my couch, watching it by myself. Uh, That was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to try to do these more often. So come join us. And even if you're not watching, it was fun. Rob sang a lot of karaoke uh, Mm -hmm. during the downtimes. So, uh, there's there's a lot a lot to uh, to engage with there, but yeah, I thought it was a good show. Oh, lots of questions already coming in from the chat, uh, Rob. They're 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 throwing it throwing it at us. I mean, we got front row talking about that Roman KO match was a war. We got uh we got uh 
let's see here. Uh, front row also asking when do we get Stinson in a feed mask, which is an interesting question. Troy Riding's jumping in on Facebook saying Randy shouldn't have won. Screw that ending. Uh, very interesting. James Lawrence sewing emulation murder is another line that WWE has crossed that just pushes me away. We know, we know we can expect this, this outstanding, uh, opinionated situation every time it comes to world wrestling entertainment. But Dr. Rob, you are a, uh, you're a precise, you're surgical and your analysis in mm. professional wrestling. Can you tell, I didn't mean to do that, but can you tell us, uh, what you thought? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. What, what, what are your thoughts so far overall about? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm gonna tell you right now, and this is the truth. Okay. Yeah. All right. James, you're right. Immolation is murder. We, we and we're gonna get into all that. Overall, overall, it's a good pay per view right here, man. This is a good show. This we, we had a good show tonight. Right. We we've seen we seen Carmella and. <laughs> I think you were going to say, <laughs> yeah, so, that was that good was, tag team yeah. matches. Carmella, Sasha Banks, Roman Reigns. Now I'm going to tell you, if if you don't think that when you see this man that it's important, then then something's wrong with you. And then I I got nothing for you. That that was a that match was epic. My man uh, uh, Troy Ridings, that's mass fan right there. He uh, uh, he's right, man. Randy shouldn't have won. Anyway, overall, good show, man. Real good show. I'm pleased with it. Yeah, uh, I, I think if I had to, like, gun to head, I'm going thumbs up on this show. There was a lot of, like, overall some good stuff in this show. I was a big fan. Uh, we're going we're gonna to run through this thing and uh, talk about each match as we go. I pulled up. Sorry, he's bless you. Oh, there it is. Oh, feeling good. Feeling Why good. Sneeze was silent. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah. I've, Gary, I've, Gary know. sneezes like you know the people. You know the people that are like big people, but they sneeze like. <laughs> so Gary sneezes. That's why he muted it because he's embarrassed. Hey, listen, I'm supposed to go see my family tomorrow, so I don't want them thinking. Okay, I don't want to think I got the COVID. Oh my God, I got the COVID. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to think that. I'm ready for Christmas, baby. It's Christmas, TLC time. Share this with your friends. Share it right now on Twitter. I posted a link. Share it with other people. Let's get a lot of people in here. Let's talk about what you thought about TLC. I want to know. I want to know what the consensus is overall with people. I'm going to use right now the pay-per-view report from Mr. Wade Keller from the Pro Wrestling Torch, and, uh, you know, I don't know if that's legal or not or whatever, but I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go with that because he's got it's the legal already. As, it's as legal as, as setting someone on fire. Right. So we're going to roll <laughs> with that. We're going to uh, we're gonna jump in here, and uh, I guess I'm not going to jump into, like, the play-by-play the -play that he gives because I don't know how this guy does it. By the way, props – Wade Keller, if you're watching this, and I know that you are, props to you for uh, how much you write about these matches and how fast you got this out there. I don't, I, I do not understand. It's a level that only Stinson could probably comprehend. Um, and he'd he, be handwriting it, and it would just yeah. be like pictures of of his like notebook. It wouldn't be like Where typed out. At? Where are my notes at? Uh, I don't. It's crazy. 
All right, so match number one, which really surprised me, was Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles with Omas. Uh, TLC match for the WWE title. Right as soon as the bell rang, Drew uh, Styles went straight for Drew's knee. And uh, Drew makes a comeback and takes down Styles uh, aggressively. And basically, this is kind of a back and forth, but eventually, like, AJ starts to get the jump on Drew. Now, Drew does for a lot of the match we see like end up bouncing back on AJ and uh, dominating some uh, Keller writes a uh, really good match start to finish Drew dominated so much early. It felt like they might be setting up drew for a loss. When Miz came out, it created some real suspense that mid Miz would either win inadvertently help style or help styles win. Um, so what he's talking about there, in case you missed it, you're listening to us right now. Drew and AJ are having this back and forth, right? Like AJ's on top of things. It looks like Drew might be down for the count. Miz comes in and cashes in the money in the bank uh, right now. Uh, and I, I wasn't even sure what he was doing, honestly. Just, just to be straight up, I wasn't 100% sure what he was going for. He ends up cashing in, uh, and he joins the TLC match. So now it becomes a triple threat TLC match. So you got Miz, AJ, and Drew. Uh, so this did set up some suspense. Miz looks like he's going to get the win, but everybody starts bouncing back, and it becomes like more of a basic like triple threat. Everybody's back and forth. So Wade uh, Keller here saying that uh, it's the right move to keep the belt on Drew, but this match played out the drama as effectively given the moving pieces going into the match. Miz looks like a bit of a dope not cashing in when it was 100% clear he had a path to climb the ladder and get the belt. But when he cashed in, he did have a decent enough opening. He gave the match four stars, actually, Wade Keller. So he was in on it. He was feeling it. And uh, I, I think we had like a similar reaction. I thought like... Uh, I couldn't even believe this was a contest, honestly. I expected Drew to win from the start, and uh, I was surprised that this match was even the first match on the card, but uh, Drew uh, ending up taking the championship there by the end of the match and uh, coming out on top. Miz finally losing the money in the bank. That was the part that I was probably the most happy about, is seeing the Miz finally just, let's get this thing out of play. I'm sick of the money in the bank briefcase, but I'll throw it to you guys. Uh, Dr. Rob, you jumped in as early as could be with me. Uh, did you have any thoughts on this one in particular? I felt like uh, it was going to be a good show uh, when they started out with this match. Like you, I'm, I was surprised that this was the opening contest. So I was like, man, they're bringing it tonight. If they're opening up with AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre, this is going to be a major show. Um, the Miz thing, man, I, I was kind of like the Miz. Uh, I don't like the briefcase thing. I mean, if you're going to do, I don't like that gimmick anyway, but if you're going to do it, I don't want it to be superfluous. And I felt like it was tonight. I felt like it was, a, it was like you said, Gary, it was a way to get it out of the way. I don't, you know, be done with it. Well, don't do it then. You know, if, you, if it's going to be like that, don't do it. But if you're going to do it, don't be superfluous about it. You know I mean? Make it, make it mean something and give the guy a push and let him get a crack at it. But, uh, I mean, this is a, uh, um, yeah, Drew McIntyre, man. I mean, I'd rather see Drew McIntyre up against the Roman Reigns like I have. Um, we were talking before in our in the in the watch along. There are a lot of people that, a lot of people I respect. A lot of people I really respect. You guys, um, Nick Aldis. A lot of people that just shout the praises of AJ Styles, and he is definitely talented. So don't. don't I don't want to come off sounding wrong here or or disrespectful or anything like that because the man 
The man can work. I just never bought him, man. I never, I never, you know, there's something lacking in, uh, in his character. And I think for me, and, and don't, I'm a Georgia boy. So, you know, it's, I'm not trying to be agenda driven here or anything like that, but I think it's like the fact that he comes out and he's got that Southern accent and uh, the haircut and just his look isn't quite right for me. I liked it better when he had the short hair back when he was, uh, you know, wearing the robe to the ring and all that, and, you know, managed by flair and um, that, the accent, uh, just something I, I just, I just don't feel AJ Styles and, and a lot of people do. And it's probably, I'm the one that's probably off here. So, uh, but so uh, other, you know, it was a good match. It was a good opening contest. Uh, I don't, I feel drew way more than I feel AJ. And, uh, you know, I wasn't surprised that drew went, I thought it, and I, I wish they hadn't been so flipping about the, the briefcase thing. I don't like the briefcase thing, but if you're going to do it, make it mean something. I uh, I think, you know, WWE has – they like to start out with matches like this. I know it's kind of a swerve, but if you look in recent history, um, they kind of have this formula where, you know, especially now that they've combined the pay-per-views. You know, they used to do like Raw-specific pay-per-views and then SmackDown. And so there was – there was a, a, a headline title on each brand, but now there's two. So whenever they have two matches, they like to start out with like either the, the world title match and the universal title kind of bookending it, even though that's not what happened here um, because the universal title was next to last, but uh, they like to start out with these matches for some reason. And they like to start out with AJ styles matches. I don't know if y'all have noticed that trend. There's been a lot of, um, pay-per-views that has started out with an AJ Styles match. And I think that's because WWE recognizes how electrifying he is as uh, an in-ring performer. So I don't think I was as shocked as you guys were to see that first. Um, definitely wouldn't wouldn't be what I would have predicted or how I would have booked it, but I don't work for WWE, obviously, so it's my opinion doesn't matter. But like the, the match as a whole – I thought was great. And I agree wholehearted about the money in, in the bank briefcase. Cause first of all, when you look at just this storyline, it's not even the Miz's briefcase. He won it from Otis who wanted it money in the bank. So you've already like taken some of the shine off of the prestige of it. And then also, you know, front row points out in the chat, Morrison is the one that cashed in. It wasn't even the Miz and, and so it's there's some kind of question marks now. So I don't know if they're going to try to delegitimize that cash in. I don't see how they could, but it is just a little detail in there that we didn't really hit on. Um, but yeah, I'm like you, Rob. I don't I don't like when it doesn't mean something. That doesn't mean I wanted Miz to be world champ. But you know, it, it just sucks that like we were at that point where we were like, let's get this done. Like, let's go ahead and get the briefcase out of here. Um, just because the story and it, it just wasn't, it wasn't booked in any way that like made people want to see it, you know, as opposed to in the past when, when you'd have guys win it, that you're like, you can't wait until they cash in and, and get their championship, you know, and, and have, I mean, you know, the, the most exciting one for me that I experienced live was WrestleMania 31 when Seth Rollins cashed in and beat, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar to win the WWE championship. Like that was, that meant something, you know, and it was kind of a swerve out of left field. Nobody was really thinking about it. And so I like it when it's used in that way. I think it can be really exciting, 
but they've gotten really lazy with how they've presented it in, in the past little bit. This match as a whole, I, I will say that I'm a huge AJ Styles fan, um, and that's you know, Rob, you're entitled to your opinion, and and I respect that, and totally see where you're coming from. I don't really have a problem with him on the mic. It is a little funny. I mean, at first I was kind of like, man, this guy sounds like he like lives in my city, you know, like like he lives down the road from me, uh, which he used to because he went to college actually right down the road. But like, I, I I think he's just so prolific in the ring that I am not affected by that. I, I just really love to see him in the ring and, and his matches. Um, so I was rooting for him. I mean, I, I wasn't, you know, no secrets about it. If you watched our live stream, I kind of wanted him to win. Um, so, uh, but not surprised that he didn't, but it was a great match. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, overall, I thought it was an awesome match. I thought the outcome was great, but the Miz being interjected in there, I could have done without I just want to throw out real quick, if you're new joining us, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that like button. It helps us get in front of more people. Or if you just don't have time to watch this right now, you could come back later and check out the recap show because we still want to know what you think. Even if you can't hang out with us live right now, we want you to come back and comment. Tell us what you thought. Uh, follow us on the uh, podcast or the YouTube channel. And we we, we just really want to hear from you. Uh I'm with people like uh, Roxas79 who said this whole MIB briefcase was uh, kind of a joke anyways with Otis winning and then losing in a lawsuit that not cashed in. The whole story missed. That's that's where I was, man. That was 100% what I was feeling. I was just disappointed that Miz even had it in the first place. The whole thing, I was just like ready for it to be over with. That's how I felt about the money in the bank. This actually uh, satisfied me on a whole other level just because they finally got rid of the money in the bank. Like that was, if nothing else, I was just like, all right, thank God the money in the bank's out of play. And Miz doesn't have some, especially because it's Miz and Miz is characterized as he is right now. Uh, I don't think that any one of us, you know, Miz, I, I know you're watching, but you know, don't be offended. There's nobody who believes you're going to be the world champion right now. And uh, so it was just disappointing the whole time seeing him with the belt. Uh, so jumping in, Kayla Braxton's in the back interview with Paul Heyman backstage. She asked about Kevin Owens, said he'd win the universal title or die trying. Heyman didn't like her question. He changed the subject to his favorite sport outside of WWE being NASCAR. But because he cares who wins, not, or he says, but not because he cares who wins, but because of the car crashes. He said that's what a kind of person he is. He said people get hurt in WWE, especially being thrown off tables and ladders onto chairs. He said someone is going to get hurt bad tonight, and that someone is named Kevin Owens. Hmm. So we move on. Yeah. Where Rob, did you have something there? No, I was just I was like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. We, we couldn't really hear that as we were watching the live tape, but uh Sasha Banks and Carmella is the next match. And I thought this was, I'm just going to go out on the limb here and tell you that I thought 100% this was going to be like a no-go. Like, no, this is going to be like a quick, let's get this out of the way. Carmella fought Sasha Banks. Hopefully Sasha Banks at least wins a match where she's defending the title. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. But here we go. Uh, this 
this match, I mean, just the, the recap for Wade Keller here, he says, Grave gushed about Carmella's looks on her way to the ring. Bakes got in some early offense, but when she tossed Carmella over the top rope, Reginald caught Carmella. Reginald's the name of that guy, by the way, Rob. Carmella took over and settled into a chin lock in the ring. Sasha came back and hit a quick meteora for a two-count. Carmella blocked a backstabber on the ring apron. He yanked Sasha onto the back of the head onto the apron. Back of the ring, Carmella scored a two-count. Sasha landed a frog splash for a near fall. A minute later, Carmella face-planted Sasha for a dramatic near fall that the announcer sold in a big way. Carmella took it to Sasha at ringside. They went for a top rope Hurricane Rana, but Sasha rolled through for a two count. Carmella scored a quick two count. Sasha countered with the backside. This is what I'm talking about with Wade Keller. Are we doing the play by play or not? <laughs> yeah, you said we weren't. It looked shorter. It looked shorter. It looked like half the size of the AJ. And, 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 I've heard that before. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Foster <laughs> applies a bank statement as Carmella was unable to break and appeared near tapping out. Reginald yanked Carmella out to safety at ringside. Sasha gave him a meteora at ringside. Carmella then caught Sasha with two kicks and scored a near fall back in the ring. Sasha applied another bank statement mid-ring and Carmella taps out. Cole called it a gritty performance by the resilient champion as Sasha celebrated and danced on the ramp. Carmella set up looking disappointed. He gave this one, it was 12 minutes, he gave it two and three quarter stars. He says, nicely executed, good match. Carmella looked good and was smooth throughout in the right place at the right time and overall looked like she belonged in a high-profile women's division title match. Sasha was, as usual, her strong self. Getting this win is important to establishing Sasha can continue to take on tough challenges and defend her title successfully. That is what Wade Keller added. I'm with you. I thought this match would be easy going for us to talk about, but Rob, from the beginning of the match until the end, became obsessed with this woman he had never seen before named Carmella. And uh, here we go. I was happy to see Sasha Banks get a title defense, but Rob, I'm going to throw to you first on this one. How does it feel uh, seeing this women's title match, Sasha Banks versus Carmella? How many stars do they can you get? It's two and a half out of how many stars? Five? Yeah, I think it's five stars. I think that's the one. I'm giving this match seven stars. Se I'm giving it seven and a half stars. No, wow. no, no. I'm giving it eight stars. Eight full stars. This match was the ma maybe the match of the night for me. I am so pleased with this match. The only thing I didn't like was Sasha Banks running them gums on the ramp afterwards like she didn't just get took to the limit. You know what I mean? I mean, Carmella took this girl to the limit. So you put them together ten times, Carmella might win four or five of those. She was phenomenal. She was fantastic. She looked great. She was smooth. She was elegant the whole time. It was a well-executed match, like Wade Keller said. And Sasha did fantastic. That She looked good. She looked like a champion. Um, she looked like she had authority in there. And these ladies gave it to us, man. This might might have been the match of the night for me, guys. Yeah, I'm somewhere between Wade Keller and Rob. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, probably more towards Wade Keller, but no offense, Rob. Just eight stars is is a little dramatic for me. Um, I think it's better than two and a half stars. I think that uh, both of these ladies looked incredible, um, and you know, for Carmella, kind of. Uh, re-emerging onto the scene and being in this title picture um, was great. She definitely established herself as somebody who should be there. 
um, and uh, as a, a legit contender for any title. And I think that, um, you know, Sasha is, we talked about this on the live stream, but she's, she's got something to prove, you know, she's historically uh, not been great at defending titles or, you know, winning big pay-per-view matches. And so I think this was a good uh, statement, no pun intended for her. Um, and that bank statement, God, that looks like that, that is a great finisher, no matter how you cut it. You cannot show, I mean, go look at, at, at that finish and Carmela's head tilted almost all the way back. I mean, she is in agony and Carmela is an incredible vocalizer in the ring too. So she's one of those that, I mean, it can get annoying, but that's, that's her character. That's who she is. I mean, she's screaming, she's selling with the best of them and that's what makes a great match. And so that finish I thought was great. Uh, I mean, you guys were there as we were watching it. I mean, as soon as she got her in that bank statement, I was like, Oh God, this is it. You know, cause you're just looking and you're in pain looking at that. Um, so I thought the finish you was like, great. What? You were like, what? Will? Ugh, I was like, yeah. Oh, and you were like, ah, it into a different kind of show. Uh, yeah, man, it looks shorter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Neil Benedict. Who's hanging out with us tonight on Facebook. Thanks for hanging out. What's up, buddy. He's uh, enjoying himself a little rye whiskey tonight. I have my son over here. My man, bro. I have a large. All right. Thanks, brother, for hanging out with us. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you on this. Uh, I, I thought this Sasha Banks and Carmella, it was just, it, it was a surprising matchup. It was way better than it had any right to be. And uh, it was outstanding. Good match. And I think Wade Keller, honestly, two and three quarter stars, I think he undersold it. I thought it was. Did you throw up by eight, nine, eight, nine stars? I'll say by eight, nine stars. Uh, I would say at least by. Goes up like, every time. A, it was like a three and a half star match, maybe three. I would probably uh, probably somewhere in there, but uh, oh, but, hey man, the commies always underperform, man. <laughs> they always under. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um. All right. So the next matchup, we got the new day. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods took on the Hurt Business, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin for the Raw Tag Team Titles. Long story short, Shelton says the top ropes quickly. It gives Kofi a top rope overhead toss. He waited for Kofi to stand, but Cedric tagged himself in, and he jumps in and gives Kofi a lumbar check for the win. Shelton appears to have some mixed feelings about how Cedric tagged himself in to get the win. Bobby Lashley joins MVP in congratulating them and celebrating at ringside. Uh, Todd Phillips says, The hostile takeover is on as the Hurt Business has all the gold. So Cedric and Shelton are your winners in 10 minutes to capture the Raw Tag Team titles. Wade Keller gives it three stars and says, says, that was just smooth and steady start to finish. Hurt Business needed this win to stay relevant as a top act on Raw. Will, Tag Team Specialist, what did you think about this matchup between the Hurt Business and the New Day? Great match. Big fan of the outcome. I mean, the New Day has not ever been in a bad match. So uh, I knew those guys were going to come out and put a shine on it that, you know, made it a great match. Um, I'm happy with the Hurt Business winning the titles. Uh, My one correction 
to whoever was quoted in the article you just read, they don't have all the gold because the WWE WWE has like 38 belts. So they got a long way to go before they got all the gold. Um, but they do. Everybody in the group does have gold. So that's good. Um, and I'm a huge fan of the Hurt Business. I think they're, they're being um, positioned well for storylines as a faction. I, I do love factions. I love tag teams. I love factions when they're done right. And I think they're well on their way to doing that right. I like MVP and the role that he's in, um, and so I, I like the uh, I like the title change. I really do. And I thought it was a great match. I do like the story and and just kind of the added spice of potential controversy between Cedric and uh, Shelton Benjamin. I think that's kind of a cool layer to it. So we'll see, obviously, how that plays out factors in but little little uh little things like that are, are always cool for me so I, li- I like the match front row jumping in here rob is saying the pace of the match was insane almost aew mm. speed mm. it was a it was mm. a quicker match than the other ones we've seen but uh how do you feel overall about her business versus new day well, first of all, uh, Will Will's right in that uh, Hurt Business does not have all the titles because Paddington, Paddington De La Hoya currently holds the WWE Adriatic Championship and the uh, Central I've European Paddington, Paddington like De La Hoya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but not so fast, Will. Not so fast, Will. You gave this, what, three stars? What'd you say? I don't give stars, man. It was a good match. Hey, put a star on it real quick. How many stars? Oh man, I mean you're probably right. Three stars. Not so fast. This was three and a half stars right here. This, <laughs> you set this me up, you son of a All right. Uh Shelton Benjamin. Any good thing that can happen to Shelton Benjamin should. He deserves yep. championship. He deserves he this is a guy that can talk. He looks great. He fantastic worker in the ring. I'm glad he's got some gold now. Three and a half stars. Good match. 3.6 stars from me. Not so It'll fast, Will. Not so fast, Will. Are you going to like, a lot of build up to say nothing? I'm going to give you that. Will gave the breakdown. I mean, I, I agree with everything he said, except for the star count. It's 3.7 well, stars. If we, if we can recognize some of our. Uh, our, our wrestling fam out here that we we love and appreciate always. James Lawrence at least jumping in here to say, good match, fast pace, but I'm liking the Hurt business. Plus, the New Day losing doesn't hurt them. They're 37 tag, tag team champs. You're probably yeah. right, James Lawrence. I'm just yep. mostly focused on the fact that James Lawrence is out there posting positive messages about the WWE yeah. right now. He's saying he likes the Hurt business and uh, the New Day is all right. So... New Day is also sixteen time. They're sixteen time uh, Adriatic six man champs. Dude, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about anymore. Um, <laughs> let's go on to the next thing. There's a video Mackinson airs on the uh, women's tag team title match. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Oscar and somebody. You know what the funny thing is? Is I planned all this ahead of time so i could do things like this while we're talking about it and listeners won't get it but uh there's nia jackson shade of Baylor with oscar and this mysterious partial humanoid uh there <laughs> in the picture but the uh secret partner ended up being charlotte flair uh and uh mm. oscar starting out the match 
Jackson's thinking about Oscar, but Oscar taught tags in Charlotte a few minutes later. And uh, you see Ric Flair watching on a monitor in the back. There's like, what, what are you laughing about, Rob? What did I do? You just, the lightning bolt, the lightning bolt showing up on your, on your forehead again, man. Like Mikhail Gorbachev. Like Angela Gorbachev. I think I said that. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, it just took me funny, man. Sorry. You son of a bitch. Be more, profe- anyway. be more professional. Be more professional. Oh, I'd like to invite our podcast listeners to join us on the live chats on the video portion of the show on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate all of you either way. But if some of these jokes don't land. Just know that I have a, a five head. And uh, the uh, background sometimes, like, for some reason, like, screws with it. Rob covers his with a bandana. Just saying. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, I'm going to tuck my hat down a little further and continue talking about this matchup. Uh, the, so, uh, this is a good match. Uh, Charlotte, I mean, it's pretty much it. Like, Charlotte. Charlotte just kind of controls this matchup. I mean, that's the story you need to know. Uh, they like Oscar does some good stuff. She lands an awesome missile drop kick in the middle of the match. Uh, Baszler and Nia Jax are good about tagging in and out. Um, Charlotte ends up though, like tagging herself in at the end of the match and just uh, she starts throwing around Baszler. Baszler tries to roll her up. Charlotte uh, takes that roll up and turns it into like the figure eight. Uh, it gets broken up by Jax, but Oscar jumps in and saves her. Uh, Charlotte gives Baszler a natural selection for the clean win. That's the end of the match. As Wade Keller puts it, they showed Ric Flair applauding backstage. He gives us two and a half stars. Charlotte and Oscar take the women's tag team titles in 10 minutes. He says this match was fine. By having Charlotte and Asuka win the tag team titles, it means they can float between both shows, adding some star power to both shows. Having Charlotte score the pin underlines she's a big star, winning titles in her first match back after a long layoff. Too bad to see Baszler, the designated jobber, in that heel tandem. Now, I will say that one thing, as we were watching it, that I thought was great was that I did not think of Baszler as the designated jobber. No, I disagree with Wade there. I think as we were watching it live, I was like consistent on pointing out that Baszler was like readying for the challenge. Like she seemed like the one who was ready to fight. Like Nia seemed unsure, but even when it was revealed that Charlotte Flair was the one coming down to be the secret partner, uh, Baszler was like, "I don't care who it is. I just want to. I just want to go." And uh, that made her to me seem tough. So even though they ended up on the losing end of this match, I thought that everybody came out looking okay in this match, which is what you want. But, Will, I'm curious, uh, another tag team match, I'll throw to you. What, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't really anything special in terms of a tag team match. Um, I, you know, these aren't really established tag teams. They're four singles competitors who have been put together into forming two tag teams. Um, so from a tag team perspective, there's not really a lot of insight or, or things to get excited about, but obviously from, from a overall storyline, I mean, Charlotte's back. 
Um, she's been out for a little while and, and it's interesting to see her, you know, she's been doing a lot of work on her, her, uh, style and her, um, you know, physical presence and things like that. So to see her back in the ring and to, to have that excitement, any, any time a return that caliber happens, it's exciting, um, no matter what the scenario. So that was cool to see. Um, you know, I thought it was fitting and, and not surprising at all that she was the dominant one out of the four ladies. Um, and so I think that, 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 you know, the match, it's a good assessment. The match was fine. I mean, we had another title change and, um, it, it makes sense. And, you know, we'll see what this means for Charlotte and Asuka moving forward, but both of them deserve that. We got Asuka two belts. So yeah, we got that. I didn't even think about the fact that like they could jump back and forth between both shows. So yeah, that does add star power. That's kind of cool. Um, Rob, I, I ended up putting on a different hat that covers my forehead just so that you could stay focused. Finally. So. You look like Josephus now, man. You like Josephus before uh, before David Arquette, man. <laughs> uh, Rob, tell us what you thought about this damn match and shut up. <laughs> Not so fast, Will. How many stars did you give it? Man, I don't give stars, man. What if you had Two and a half. Will doesn't like stars. I hate stars, too. I got to be honest. Like stars. I don't like ratings. This clearly a three-star match, Will. <laughs> now uh it's a good match good match not not you know one here, here's what i'm tell me if i'm wrong here we all knew it was going to be charlotte okay it wasn't no secret partner we all knew who it was going to be so people were pissed off at poor brian alvarez because he said something early on he said something about charlotte like i saw it like when, when somebody dropped into her chat i went and looked at uh, brian alvarez's twitter and they were like having at it and i was just kind of like dude Everybody thought it was Charlotte. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Rob. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, two, Asuka can do no wrong. She she is uh, probably my favorite female um, worker in the WWE right now. Maybe. Maybe. She's up there. I mean, I like Carmella. You know, and a couple <laughs> of other people. <laughs> but that's a but that but that relationship with you and Carmilla is what three hours old at this point. So you got a little more history with us. The jury's out. The jury's out. Um, I thought again, like like Will, it was fine. I mean, I, I it wasn't, you know, didn't. There wasn't a lot of, and it's I guess it's because like Will was saying, these these aren't established tag teams, so you don't have a lot of storytelling going on other than the spectacle. Of Charlotte and Asuka teaming together. Other than that, um, you don't have a lot of background and context and narrative that that lend importance to this. This this match could easily have been, you know, a very high rated match on the star scale if there had been more context and if there had been more stuff. But we just, you know, when you like you're saying, you gotta you want to put star power on both shows and this and that, and uh, you're putting these guys together. It just it seemed a little contrived to me. Um, the the whole con the concept of the match, but as far as like what we saw, the activity in the ring, it was terrible. I mean, it was uh, oh, uh, Carmelo or Scarlet Bordeaux. Ooh, come on, Roxas, come on, man. I was I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. Like you, you've been talking a lot about Carmella, Scarlet Bordeaux, Bordeaux still floating out there. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I ain't gonna. Uh, yeah, probably Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Nah, maybe Carmel. Ah, both of them. How about both of them? Anyway, a good match. Good match. Uh, you gave it 2.5. I'm going to give it three stars. <laughs> you're, you're not a you're not a one upper. You're a half upper. Yeah. Uh, James Lawrence in there saying, "I love Oscar when she's not doing the screaming thing. She's awesome to watch." But I mean, I think part of that is like we had the discussion during the live show that like Oscar is one of these undeniable people because she keeps yeah. doing the thing that makes her noticeable. And during the pandemic era where it was like empty arena, that screaming thing was a huge part of what helped get her over. It kept her relevant during yeah. this. So I, I get people not liking it, but I think Oscar right, you, you nailed it, man. You nailed it because you think like you, you look at Oscar and like uh Karashita, they're they're their, their promos are going to be limited just because of the language barrier. So they're, 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 there's not a lot they're going to be able to get off vocally. So the screaming is a big part of Oscar's charm. I think universally people think of that. And I can see how it might be off-putting for some, but it does, like you said, Gary, it's about setting yourself apart. And that's exactly what that does. Yeah, it, it's it's the sole reason that kept her like back in the conversation, and here she is again. Like she's undeniable; she knows exactly what it is that she needs to work to make herself relevant in the WWE. And so, you know, it's just uh, it's just part of the game, and like she she did what she had to do. Uh, so they aired. <laughs> Wait, Keller writes they aired a weird 2020 versus 2021 animated video with John Cena making an appearance. We. We commented on that. That was a very weird video. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, backstage, Sammy accused Big E of spreading that audio file. Our truth told them your lips don't touch when you say the word touch. What? I, I'm sorry that I missed some of this, but they do when you say separate. Your lips don't touch when you say the word touch, but they do when, you're, when you say separate. Touch. I guess he's right. I'm trying to do it right now. Uh, Sammy says, you're pretty clever. Since Big E has been a joke ever since he went solo. Truth left the scene. Big E took a deep breath and told him, see you real soon. Sammy didn't like Big E's intense look and walked away. So that's the thing that happened. Um, Big E's going for the Intercontinental. He's going to take it. That's what's going to happen. Because Big E is on a path. Uh, to the world championship, I feel like. All right, so anyway, next up on the match, we got Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Kevin Owens TLC match for the WWE Universal title. Uh, this match was all over the place. It was 25 minutes, and it was gold is what I would say. I'm not going to give you like every little play-by-play -play detail, but they took it for me from thinking that Kevin Owens had no chance at all to win this thing to believing that Kevin Owens was about to win this thing. And I went from thinking that Kevin Owens was the underdog here to like literally go back and watch our uh, watch party episode. I'm on the edge of my seat screaming for Kevin Owens. He's going to win this match. And uh, somehow Roland, Roman Reigns still ends up uh, thanks to some help from Jey Uso and that sort of thing. Uh, anyway, 25 minutes. Roman Reigns retains the Universal title. Wade Keller gave this four and one quarter stars. He says, really strong TLC style match. Almost too much drama. 
and that so much of it was due to the two-on-one factor, which was pushed to the point of almost seeming ludicrous and making a mockery of rules. If Owen had just been called up to Raw a few months ago and had been used strong and protected, this could have been a star-making match for him. He looked so strong and put up such a relentless fight. It showed so much heart. Reigns played his role well, too, as a smug heel whose arrogance almost cost him. That mm. is uh, Wade Keller's review of the match. Rob, I'm interested. What did you think of Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in a TLC match for the Universal Championship? He gave it, what, four and one quarter star? He did, yes. Yeah. He's a little off there, but but it was a good match. I don't think that not so I, fast. Not so fast there. <laughs> this is uh, this is four and one and one quarter stars. All right. Um, no, nah, I mean, I, but I don't think that Roman Reigns was coming off as arrogant though. I don't think that his hillness hillishness is it, to me. It doesn't come across as arrogant, like like say. And forgive me here, but say like the the vibe that like a Nick Aldis might give off or something like that, like the the pretentiousness of hey, I know I don't think Roman Reigns has that vibe. I think he has a vibe of like he has the weight of a of a legacy on his shoulders, and it's a it's a horrible burden to bear. It's a it's a it's a heavy burden to bear, but he's gonna he's gonna bear it relentlessly and regardless of what that means. And uh, it's not it's not I don't. Roman Reigns doesn't strike me as an arrogant champion. You know what I mean? He's definitely a heel for sure, but I think he's a you know he's a tortured soul, and I think he's driven by a certain uh, a certain ethic, a uh, legacy ethic. Um, so you know, I don't I don't know that that the arrogance. You know what it is with me is I think he carries himself like a guy who is sure of himself because that's what you have to do. Like yeah, he, yeah. He seems like he's got this confidence that's like, if I don't do this, people won't respect me. Like yeah, I have or the family, or the family you know? Yeah. So I have to know that I'm the best around. I have right. to be, I, I have to be assured of myself. And, uh, but anyway, uh, like I said, I mean, the match was great. Like I, I just never like, I love Kevin Owens's fight building into this match, but I never bought that Kevin Owens had a chance. By the time they finished this match, they did exactly what they're supposed to do. And I, I mean, for me, I believe Kevin Owens had a real shot at taking the universal championship, but will go ahead. What, what were your thoughts with this one? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been slightly out of touch with WWE for a little bit. And now that we've, you know, kind of jump back into pro wrestling as a whole. And we're going to start watching these a little bit more. Um, I was just reminded of the fact that, you know, I don't know that I've ever seen a Kevin Owens match where I didn't believe at some point he could win the match. Even if he was the underdog, uh, like he was in this match. So it's a common thing. And it's some, it's an area where he shines. I mean, he is the kind of guy that can go in there. He's scrappy. He's a fighter. Uh, you talk about us being fans of prize fight wrestling when it comes to WWE. Kevin Owens might be at the top of the list as a prize fighter. I mean, he's, I mean, he, literally his tagline is fight Owens fight. Like he just likes to fight. And it's one of the more believable uh, gimmicks in, in WWE, in my opinion. 
Um, and he's just that kind of guy. He's a fighter. He's scrappy. He he will do whatever it takes to win. And he's resilient. He's very resilient. And he was definitely that in this match. And so there was plenty of times where just like you, Gary, I was on the edge of my seat, literally thinking we were going to see a title change, even though minutes before the match and during, you know, Roman Reigns intro, uh, I was like, well, there's no way this guy's getting beat, you know, talking about Roman. Um, that was not the case during the match. I was definitely, and that that's how wrestling should be. That's good wrestling. It's, it's a story told in the ring that can go either way. And, you know, it's not always a foregone conclusion. So I thought it was a great match. I think, you know, four and a quarter stars is, is fair. might be a tad low just because of the excitement that, I felt watching the match as a wrestling fan. Um, and I'm not a big fan of like TLC matches. I'm, I'm really not. But I think the the talent level of both a Roman Reigns and a Kevin Owens really elevated this match and made it interesting. Um, and so I, I could kind of look beyond the, the, the gimmick match aspect of it and just really enjoy this as two top-notch competitors uh, going at it for you know one of the biggest prizes in in professional wrestling, so I thought it was a, a great match. Yeah, man, that's the thing. It's like it it felt I, I don't know. It was so much better than I expected it to be. Uh, not that I expected it to be bad. It just I don't know. I don't know what I expected. But this this pay per view legitimately like built to a crescendo, uh, and it was very interesting how they ramped things up throughout the show they did a i you know i there's there's people especially for follow us in discord think i just like shit on wwe all day long and so i just want to be clear here i thought i, I was not excited necessarily about this pay-per-view we were iffy like if you started out the uh live watch we were kind of like all right we're here we're hanging out with our buddies we're we're gonna watch this show but I think by the end of this thing, we've, you know, we're, we're about to get into the most controversial aspect of it, probably. But but at least at this point, where Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns fought in the DLC match, we were like, man, this is this is something else. This is pretty good. Like it's a pretty good show. Like it's we're having a good time. Uh, so anyway, we got Caleb Car uh, Caleb Harvey in the chat saying uh, one of the best TLC singles matches that he can recall uh and uh front row saying in there uh that uh i lost it here but he he was talking about we kevin owens one thing but we saw a reemergence of kevin steed uh so like it just uh just a different level of uh kevin owens uh ryan murphy here in roh when he was kevin steed his tag tagline was kill Steed kill. I am thrilled that he is more ROH Kevin Steed and less company up north Kevin Owens. Like people just wanted to see like the badass Kevin Owens just going in there to whip ass and just fight no matter what the cost. And and I feel like people I think people thought they got that out of him tonight. So yeah, very, very cool. 
All right, well, let's jump into the very end of the show. Uh, there's a video package leading into it, but it's Randy Orton versus The Fiend, and it's an Inferno match. Wade Keller only calls it an Inferno match. Uh, Will, you have like a whole other name for it that you said they called Firefly. it. Firefly. It's called a Firefly Inferno match. Yeah. Hmm. At the end of the day, it was different. Uh, the... Different from yeah. regular Inferno matches. Yeah, it's because Firefly Inferno. Yeah, well, there was fire everywhere as opposed to just around the ring. You remember those Kane Inferno matches where the fire was just like within the ropes, like around the ring, and then you had to set somebody on fire, and it was always Kane because he had the one sleeve that went all the way down, so that was the sleeve you could set on fire. You remember that? Rob, you look confused, but those those were a thing that happened. Mm. Um. Anyway, so this match, uh, I'm not going to waste your time uh, telling you the whole uh, play-by-play. <laughs> no star rating from Wade Keller on this match. He just says, winner, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never heard a bell. Says, yeah, he just says the analysis. Uh, right <laughs> yeah, he says, that was awful, disturbing, and over the top. That's how he... Uh, finished up his commentary on WWE TLC. So they went from like a match where like everybody's praising this thing with Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, and they went into why why they decided this was the main event. I don't know, uh, but here they go, and this is the choice they made. So the ending is Randy Orton versus uh, the Fiend, and they fight all over the place. There's fire everywhere, fire that doesn't start until the Fiend like brings the fire we were hoping for like randy orton has a zippo i guess that's what he was hoping for there's multiple occasions where randy orton like almost gets burned but he dodges it it ends with randy orton like just finally just like setting that mf on fire like in the middle of the ring just like lighting his beaten battered body on fire the fiend is dead bray wyatt r.i.p uh, our condolences to his family. Ray White <laughs> has been murdered. Uh, Randy Orton presumably gets a contract extension. The we I think we presume the commission was okay with it since it was discussed ahead of time. So uh, James Lawrence with a five poop match. <laughs> like that's, what <laughs> that's what he says. Uh, I, you know, I, I guess I'll. Rob, you got the Santa hat on, so you win this round. I'll, I'll throw it to you first. What did you think of Randy Orton versus the Feed Bray Wyatt? Let's let's be very clear with our listeners that we are no longer. This is pro wrestling now. We're in Cinema Shock, okay? So this <laughs> pro wrestling for the, the uh, plug. This was uh, purely theater. Um, now. Not only is Randy Orton a deserter, but he's also a murderer. And uh, it's a shame that this, I, I didn't like this match. I, I mean, it may be for entertainment purposes, it was fine. I, mean, I can see it being good cinema and and whatever. But as far as like seeing the combat sports, completely unbelievable. It defies everything that we stand for. Um, and uh, it it's a shame because Bray Wyatt deserves better. You know, he deserves to be in a better predicament uh, than to be, Douse with 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 not even real gasoline with weed eater gasoline at that with a little <laughs> you know and uh, 
So, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you, I could do without it. This was this was the dark spot on an otherwise very strong pay per view. I felt. Oh uh, well, uh, I gotta ask you. Yeah, what did you? What did I'll you say. Think? I'll say this was this was the best match of the night that involved a rocking chair and a and a and a tiny tiny gas can. <laughs> Um, it, it, yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a wrestling match. It, it was a thrill show. And a, as that, it was pretty good. Um, you know, a, a stunt show, um, that was kind of telling a story, but again, to Rob's point, that's theater. That's not, that's not pro wrestling. So yeah, this is, this podcast is called, this is pro wrestling. We're not going to mince words. That last match was not pro wrestling. Um, there might've been some wrestling moves in there, but when you want to talk about believable simulated sports combat, um, murdering someone with fire is not believable. Um, so it just lost me at that. And, uh, I, I, I understand why it has to be the last match. I mean, let's get real. You can't burn a guy in the middle of the ring and then come back with, with, <laughs> Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns after that. And that same, uh, you're, and you're on a crime scene at that point. Um, so yeah, I mean, it kind of had to be there. I wish it wasn't, but uh, you know, that's the card we were dealt tonight. And as Rob said, the, the, the one, the one uh, black mark on an otherwise great night. Oh man, I feel like we're not even giving it the justice it deserves. Uh, James Lawrence says, "My fault." Six poop match. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a little, uh, little low on the poops. Caleb Harvey saying, "I enjoyed <laughs> this as the first attempt of a cinematic match inside the Thunderdome. Definitely not the top of the line of that style of matches." James Lawrence saying, "A pickaxe, for Christ's sake." And, uh, and the Caleb's point again—that's when we get into like you know. When you get into pro wrestling, we understand that they're pro wrestling, like Marty Bell said, a fantastic interview with her, Gary. Pro wrestling is the penultimate form of performance art. It's theater. Theater is always going to be a part of it. It's drama. It's music. It's it's all those things. And the world is big enough to 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 encapsulate every style for anybody that has a taste for it. And there are going to be people out here that love that style. And there, there are people that, that live for this stuff. There's someone going to bed tonight thinking, man, that freaking what's, what's going on with Bray Wyatt. You know, they're, they're thinking that was the freaking bees knees right there. You know what I mean? That was the cock of the walk. <laughs> so, um, you know, <laughs> but it's not me, you know, it's not, that's not my style and that's not, you know, it's not the style that, that really represents, pure pro wrestling and, and, and what we have traditionally defined as the sport of pro wrestling. It's something a little different. It's not that it's not that it's like bad or, or awful or the worst thing in the world. And, and that you're a piece of crap if you like it at all. I mean, cause again, the world's big enough to, to, to hold and embrace all those things, but it's just not to me. It's like, we've gone beyond pro wrestling and gone into another form of art. You know, we, we've traversed, the spectrum into something completely different when we're doing that. I think that's the interesting part is like people have a, like, I mean, when you're look, I mean, we all know what's a work, but it, it, it's like, what is the point that you're, I don't know. It just always feels different with pro wrestling. Like you're supposed to accept like there's this 
performance art, like you said, that, that like takes place in the in the middle of the ring, like the the sports. God help me here, the sports entertainment aspect of it. That yeah. that's like this one part of it that it traverses well, that. Like Vince is almost taking it to this next level. So well, let me offer uh, let me offer a, uh, a, a an alternate viewpoint with a different option that would have made it a little more not necessarily believable or better but i mean yeah it would have made it better but let, let's say the match went the exact same way that there, there's this tension there's a storyline built up here you get to the point where randy orton pushes the fiend back his jacket catches on fire randy orton backs up crews run out spray him down with the fire extinguisher the bell rings randy orton won because he he was the first person to catch his opponent on fire. We have a winner, which is what you have in a wrestling match. You you have a, a weird gimmick and a weird stipulation, but it was at least adhered to. You don't have this over the top, you know, attempted murder afterwards. And that, like, that was just too much. You know what I mean? If it had been a, a clear cut, Hey, this is a weird gimmick, but we're going to stick to it. Oh, he's on fire. Put him out. The match is over. Randy won. That's that's a at least a little more in line with pro wrestling. Still, still far outside the boundaries of what probably the three of us would enjoy in simulated combat. But it, it's still a better option if you were going to go that route. But what you're describing or, is exactly the same thing they used to do with like the Undertaker and Kane matches, or like yeah. the Kane matches that were actually Inferno matches. It was like, oh, you set somebody on fire and then. Like it's put out quickly, and it's like, all right, well, that was the yeah. rough like rule of the thing. You set them on fire, but now we're now we're here. This was like literally uh, the feet. Like you could have gotten to the point, like you talked about, that like Randy Orton pushes it back, and like the feed catches on fire. I was almost still with it that like the fiend is on fire and he's still coming at Randy Orton, like trying to choke yeah. him out. And it's like the fiend's still coming. And then it's like, no, you still got to get more of a beat down and like the fiend's on fire in the middle of the ring. And then we're going to like really light him on fire now. And <laughs> even like, it's too much. Even <laughs> like, like, like a situation where you have an, I mean, Undertaker's great, man. He's a legend. He he's one of the greatest of all time. He's got one of the greatest gimmicks. But even those, to me, I think push the boundaries of what we should of what's palatable for me. Uh, I think uh, a more realistic bend would be to say, like, hey, we're you know, the Inferno match is not you know who lights someone on fire first because I'm like, how in the world are state commissions going to approve that? That's not believable. <laughs> what, if, what if we put? What if we just say, hey, instead of you know, there's this weird stipulation of you light your opponent on fire what if it's like hey you're surrounded by fire the instead of ring ropes you've got fire surrounding the ring to, to encase you and in that case randy in the in the throes of combat pushes the fiend back and he accidentally catches fire randy orton being the sportsman is horrified by it you know he wins the match but he's like he's like tortured and horrified by the fact that oh my gosh i've done this act of cruelty this to this my fellow you know my opponent I didn't mean for it to go that far. I'll accept the win. But, and then, like I say, someone talking about maybe Alexa runs in and she somehow is involved in it too. And But it's not like the – Well, there's the, even like a badass aspect you can have where like the feed is still the guy that's like pushing forward and he's like on fire and everybody's just yeah, like freaked out. Yeah. Like, 
what the hell, man? Calm down. Like but that's what I'm saying. Like, right but it, like, but but it it would have had even a better effect, in my opinion, if he that he's coming at you and he's on fire and people from the back run out and fire yeah. extinguisher and they tackle him and it's like, you know, like that's even more of a compelling, no, that's believable in air yeah, quotes. Yeah ending to the match but to take it as far as they did i think was a mistake so he could be like yeah. the guy who's on fire you're like man that's not even gonna stop him what would ever stop this guy like he still wants to keep yeah. going and uh no that's that's 100 percent more compelling than like we have to buy into like nah he just burned him alive in the middle of the <laughs> ring <laughs> yeah <laughs> just and everybody was cool repercussions there's no legal implications there at all you know i mean back oh, in the well, day you know, in the 80s, uh, they would do lights out matches. You know, you would have the thing and they would cut the, I would actually physically cut the lights out in the auditorium and turn them back on to signify that what you're about to see is not sanctioned. These, this is purely grudge. But even those matches, like as brutal as they were, you might like a lumberjack match, you might get a cage match or a bar bar match or something, but it was still, hey, it's basically a fight. We're going to fight. I'm not here to kill Bro. nobody. But we're gonna, you know, we I'm are glad, gonna fight. You know, I'm glad you said this because this was exactly the thing I was gonna bring up. Is that I mean, we literally just saw this. We we saw that exact thing happen a few months ago when Kenny Omega fought John Moxley for the first time, and they had the lights out match. They called it that, and it was specifically referencing back to the thing you're talking about, yeah. and it was that we're. Look, we don't want to be a part of this. This is unsanctioned, but it's happening. These two guys are going to fight. There's going to be a clear winner, and whatever goes, goes. And it was Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, and John Moxley ends up coming out on top of that one. But it was basically, I mean, it, you know, it was a, I wouldn't call it like completely a death match, but it was at least a hardcore match between the two of them. And uh, I don't want to sound again like I, I look this past Wednesday. I thought NXT was the best show, so let me establish everything by saying that so I don't sound like an AEW shield. But let me say that that was amazing because those two guys fought it out, they went through hell with each other, and not only did they reference the past, the history, the legacy, the tradition of professional wrestling by having the lights out moment. Like they literally did that. They cut out the lights, came back on. It was to tell you this is a different, this is after the show. This is the lights out moment. And they had the match, and these two guys went at it. There was still a clear cut winner and loser at the end of that match. They also used it, by the way, to play in to the current Kenny Omega run of things where he had convinced John Boxley, like, Okay, you beat me once, but it was with this stuff. So let's keep it in the ring and let's keep it civil. And uh, and then Kenny Omega is the one who ends up using like the microphone and everything to like end up getting the win when John Moxley's like trying to keep it in the ring and we're trying to be like having a gentleman's agreed upon match in the middle of the ring. It's just that stuff's brilliant, but whatever. I'm just saying uh, there's a difference between like a lights out match and what we saw tonight. Like there was a, there was a whole other thing happening here. Like there's, there's a complete and utter disregard for, uh, for the fans perception of what's going on in the ring. Or like, I, I don't know. I, the problem yeah. I have with this is like, I'm watching it and I'm thinking like, well, well, 
if that's okay, then why are there ever rules? Why are there, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, why is there anything? Like, it, yeah. it just either make it professional wrestling or don't, but like, don't. Like, this is, a sport. this is a sport. It's not like two boxing guys who who box and hate each other can go out and say, you know what, man? This, you know what? This this is a Russian roulette match. We're doing a Russian roulette <laughs> match. Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. was unclear. We're going Russian roulette. You know, it ain't like, come on, man. It's, it's Friday this night is a, on the zone. It is a sport. Wrestling is a sport. It's a sport. There are gentlemen's rules. That doesn't mean that everybody's ginger and and happy and you know you know they're they're go- doing freaking having slumber parties and all that but they're at least well, i don't know why you gotta bring gingers into this like i mean you just like throwing ginger out like it's just yeah. some term yeah there's no gingers no gingers no gingers it's a sport and uh, and and that's what i'm saying like we went from we went we, when you're going from from Doggone Shelton Benjamin and Sasha Banks and Carmella and Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns to this, you're going from pro wrestling to cinema. You're going to cinema. You're going to, to right. That's the garbage part. Is like, how can you have all these like legitimately really good matches between competitors, and then you jump into this match where it's like a dude lit another dude on fire? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what, what's happening here? Bray Wyatt deserves better than this. Orton, I could care less about. I know a lot of people that I like. <laughs> oh, we, we all know that you're not a huge fan of Orton. Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, man, this joker right here is the, his his look is great. He can talk. He's 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 frightening. His appearance, I mean, his entrance is money. He, this guy. Deserves every good thing that can come his way. Let's not do this, man. This is like this is not no, the place. I for mean, it. at least with the Undertaker, I mean, there were theatrical moments of the Undertaker's career. I'm not trying to pretend like those didn't happen, but in the between the ropes, the Undertaker at least, like, there was a way to say, like, this guy gets up from everything. This guy is unstoppable, but it's because he just is that dude that like he presents an aura. But it's all still mildly based in reality, it feels like, you know? Like, he has his showmanship of getting put in a casket at some point and appearing above the Titantron. I'll give you that. Like, the Yokozuna thing. It was one of my favorite things in the world growing up. But turns out not everybody's favorite. But my point is, is that The Undertaker, like, he at least still was never burned alive in the middle of the ring. It doesn't feel like. And so there were like crazy, there were crazy things they did, but still based in the realm of reality. And maybe somebody's going to check me on this. I don't know. There was something different. It felt like tonight where they like, where, where Orton literally set fire to the fiend in the middle of the ring. I love that we're gaining an audience here. Like last of the, the last little bit of there, but and we're and we'd love to know what you guys think. So please feel free I, I to think, tell. Us. I I totally think that that in the past with the Undertaker, the Undertaker is a legend. He is a, he is a, a wrestling god. So let's let's acknowledge that first and foremost. But there are things they did that I didn't 
like that I that I thought pushed the envelope with that. I mean, it's almost like the the gimmick kind of necessitated that, like the whole crucifixion thing when they crucified who was it, Ken Shamrock's daughter or Stephanie or somebody, you know, and and the whole rating the 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 private. I mean, it's like there are things they did that was like, come on now, that's that's not, but but. You know, we well, like front to- row said like Paul Bear obviously gave Undertaker yeah. powers from the urn to win matches. So come on, I mean, well, was that, that right. was a different thing. Where, where is where right. is the feed getting his powers? There's no urn there. <laughs> front row is completely That's right. right. I, would I would criticize the Undertaker and Paul Bear for that. I mean, it's not like these guys are legends and we feel like they're untouchable. They're they're, they're I mean, they're. Their, their career speak for themselves. They have great careers. They got great. But Undertaker was at his best when he was in there wrestling. You know, when he was working well, Rob, when he was wrestling Rick Flair. One thing I'll give you uh credit for, Rob, is that you always are is like, listen, I liked this person, but I didn't like everything that happened with them. And so you're yeah. always very clear about that. And so I will say that too about the Undertaker. It's like we can like the feed, but we don't have to like everything that they did. This particular thing, it seems like we are universally uh I don't want to speak for everybody watching right now, but we seem to feel like this was this was too much this is like no this is not okay we could be okay with the feed we're not like haters of the feed like a lot of people are because i think we're all like kind of on board with like we need undertaker 2.0 like the feed yeah. could, could do right. that you know yeah right well i think i think what it boils down to and and we've already probably belabored the point too much but just to kind of boil it down as pro wrestling fans we prefer prize fight feel which is one-on-one, you know, guys with a with a, an actual grudge or a title on the line, some kind of prize to be won. And so the grudge part was there. And I think all three of us have a, a certain measure of lenience when it comes to believability. And we'll, there's some things that will, you know, it, it varies between the three of us, but there's some things that we'll, we'll be okay with. But I think we all agree this match went far beyond that. <laughs> And it just went too far. And so there, there's different ways this could have been executed that we would probably be having a very different conversation right now. But it just, it just went too far tonight. I mean, yeah, but Will, like, I would ask you, it was comedy. You know what I mean? We're over here, we're watching it, and we're chuckling. We're like over here, like ah, what, like, what? I know he ain't gonna put him in the in the rocking chair and light it on. You know, we're laughing about yeah. it. And man, yeah. there's a place for comedy in wrestling too, but. That was not intended to be comic. That was intended right. to be horrific. It, but for us, but it was, but it was funny because it was, it was yeah. funny because it was just so out there. Like it was yeah. such a, a a far out concept that that was, you know you, what I mean. Let me ask you this: Can any of you, any of you? Now we saw empty arena matches between uh, Tim Storm, Josephus. We saw. Hair versus hair matches. We've seen some crazy things go on in the NWA. Can any of you imagine Nick Aldis and Josephus or James Storm or Eli Drake in that situation? No, no. no. I can barely imagine Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt in that situation. <laughs> yeah, and I just watched it. <laughs> exactly. it's uh no my my question was going to be for the both of you is like throwing it out there as we as we wind this thing down is like uh we're coming off a pay-per-view that like tlc I, i'm seeing it in our chat god bless you all for being here 
uh, I'll, I'll do the shameless thing and say, make sure to subscribe if you're watching right now. You like these kind of conversations. You want to be part of these conversations. Please let us know. And even if you can't watch it all right now, come back and hang out with us, chat with us. Like we have a discord. We have all of this. Like we'd love to have you be a part of this. My question now would be, we're coming off TLC 2020 and we all three, I think unanimously were like, this is a pretty damn good show. And then we got to this match where we're all like WTF. Like what, what even was this? Like, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. This and, is, and it's, this is insane. So like, where, where does that, how do we rationalize this in our brains? I, I don't, I don't even try to. I literally see this as two different things. I see, I see AJ versus Drew through Roman versus KO as TLC 2020. And then I see this like weird addendum that I'm just going to choose to ignore moving forward <laughs> as this final match, because that's what I have to do in order to like keep you know some, some form of, you know, fandom when it comes to being a pro wrestling fan. So uh, to me, it's just a different thing. Can I just throw in real quick, just because, uh, I, God bless you all for, uh, throwing in things like this as a cinema shock person. Uh, James Lawrence throwing at it. It's funny in the sense of Jason Voorhees knocking the head off the boxer guy and Jason takes the head. <laughs> really unbelievable and ridiculous. Definitely not wrestling. <laughs> also, also amazing. He's speaking your I language. <laughs> He's here speaking my language. I totally get that. Um, but at least, but I will say James Lawrence, at least in those movies, like by the time Jason takes Manhattan, which was part eight of Friday the 13th, comes around. You're like, this is what I'm here for. I just need to see Jason kill people in as fun a way <laughs> as possible. And here's a guy who thinks he knows how to box. And he's like boxing Jason. And Jason's not going down. He says, take your best shot. And Jason punches him and it knocks off his damn head. Um, but imagine, but imagine if you will, imagine <laughs> if you will. You you go to see Rocky, right? A boxing movie because you're a boxing fan, and the movie is incredible. It tells a great story. Everything's great, but then in the final scene, Jason Voorhees just punches a guy's head off. That's what TLC was. <laughs> that we that were all here it. for Rocky. We were all here for Rocky, and we got Jason takes Manhattan as the curtain call at the final. God bless you, Will. Scene. That is exactly. <laughs> what it was it was like you were all here because you were watching a rocky movie and then you saw jason Voorhees knock someone's <laughs> freaking head off and like, what, <laughs> like, what, what is like, wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a different thing like what are we what are we doing right now <laughs> yeah. so uh, tlc 2020 what a show put my man put my man chris johnson up on this on the screen real oh, quick oh boy here we go Chris, you're right, brother. You're absolutely right. Well, I mean, and even, and I get pressed on that a lot. We've talked about this multiple times, Chris. And and I pressed him on it. That, that does that. That's a conversation. That's a difficult one to navigate. Uh, I like Mongrovia. Really. It's not because like it had any special appeal to me. It was really because of my kids. Uh, My kids liked it. it. It resonated with them. And I think, my justification, and this is probably a very clumsy way to justify it. It's probably not that good or well thought out, but 
I look at Mongrovia as like another question mark was another version of the classical wrestling appearance of the guy from parts unknown and Mongrovia is parts unknown. I mean, we saw during Carly land, we saw this whole mythology built up about it. The guy behind the mask, the mystery, but he didn't bear any special powers. He wasn't murdering anybody. He wasn't, it didn't, it stretched. Did it stretch plausibility? Yeah, it did. I mean, it did. And I, I'll be the first one to say it, but gosh, man, it's, I mean, there's a different degree of plausibility from Mongrovia parts unknown to, you know, the, the Mongrovian art of, of, of martial arts to immolation, to murder, you know, that, that it's a whole well, different. Well, Rob, if if, if I can, like, let me, let me jump in here real quick, because I mean, you, you won't get this very often, but I'll actually defend Rob on this point. Uh, Chris, you, you and I connect on a lot of things, brother in the discord. Uh, but the Mongrovia thing, uh, I give shit to Rob about that all the time. But, A, I fell in love with it a little bit more the first time I saw Stinson and his family celebrating it. That was that was awesome. But also, even if you want me to like step outside the boundaries of that and tell you like how you could justify it, I would say that Mongrovia and Aaron Stevens and the question mark, like you could totally make that like a, this guy is saying he's from this place, this undiscovered place. There's still like a plausibility, like however far you have to reach, there's a plausibility to this, to the storyline that like Mongrovia is this place that he's from. And he is a master of this art of karate that has been lost throughout the years and he's from here and he is, he is a part of this and Stevens has brought him in. I, I think the biggest mistake the NWA ever made, if I may say, is that probably that they just like hired Kratos and just like had him with Aaron Stevens and they didn't put, at least put the mask on him. It was like Aaron Stevens is constantly running a scam. Like Aaron Stevens is constantly like yeah. trying to F with your mind. And it's like, at least put the mask on him and make him look like he's the question mark. And like, like, you know, like this is like, oh, he was always the question mark, you know? And you could be like, that's BS. But you could also look at it as that's BS as much as Montgrovia is the place that's BS. Like, what were yeah. you ever talking about? You know? And you're there, talking about two whole guys, whole- man. Between Aaron Stevens and Josephus, you're talking about two of like, these are two of the most intelligent men you will ever meet, ever. They're two of the most seasoned men, two of the most knowledgeable about the history, two of the most respectful men about this sport. But Chris, you, you make it, your your point is very intelligent. I mean, it's, and it's intuitive too. It's like, we're, we're, we're okay here, but we're not okay there. And that's wrestling. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's like, there, there it's is a, a, a battle we have to fight as yeah. wrestling fans. Yeah, exactly. You're always, in wrestling, we're always pushing it. I think for me though, it's like, when it's when it when it cross the the I mean this is a great debate and I'm glad you brought this up Chris I'm I really am the great debate in wrestling for me is like not like who's the greatest champion who's on the Mount Rushmore it's like to me the great debate is when, when does it stop being pro wrestling when is it when is it when is it not and for me pro wrestling to be pro wrestling must be simulated combat sports under defined rules. With an with a with a pre-agreed to objective 
that's not illegal. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not gonna, like resulting somebody uh, uh, <laughs> and a murder. It's like it's got to be. It's got to be. There's has to be some semblance of like this is a sport. This is an officiated sport that is sanctioned by a commission that has clearly defined rules that everybody agrees to. That's legal. And that has a, uh, has a, that, that either furthers a storyline or results in a movement towards a loss of, or an acquisition of a championship. That's what pro wrestling is. And uh, anything beyond that is, is drama. And that doesn't mean that it's bad. There are people that like drama is that's what some people are into. There's a lot of people into that. There's a, pe- a lot of people into Broadway. My daughter and I are into Broadway. There's a lot of people that are into all kinds of things, you know, freaking cornhole, whatever. I never got it. Cornhole is dumb. You know, it's like, a lot of people are crazy about it, man. <laughs> you know, cornhole is fun. I mean, when you play it, like, I don't know what the problem yeah. is. I mean, we did. That you don't like cornhole. I mean, you just throw the freaking bean bag at the hole in the closer you get. I I don't know what the problem is. What's your deal deal with cornhole? It's for me. me. And it's not pro wrestling. Cornhole is not pro wrestling. That's my point. I think what you have to do, Rob, what you have to do is you you gotta wake up, you gotta wake up in the morning, and when Piper gets up, you gotta you gotta show her. Randy Orton murdering the fiend and get her reaction. And then if she likes it, then you gotta, you gotta backpedal and you gotta like it. I know I'm I'm kind of on board with this. Like, can you show Piper this first thing in the morning and tell us like videotape Piper's reaction? This is, this is the chain smoking deserter (laughs) murdering. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Oh boy! There's, a, there's like a, a whole other level to Rob's feelings towards Randy Orton. If you haven't picked is, up okay. already, I I love it. I hate that like we're winding down here because there's like so much talk going on. Uh, but well, I'm going to yeah, sum I mean, it up by saying this. I'm going to sum it up by saying this. I'm walking away from TLC 2020 with everything that happened up until that last match in the front of my mind. And then I'm just going to not think about what we've talked about for the last 35 minutes um, and just enjoy it as the wrestling show that it, it should have been. Mm-hmm. My man, yeah, Caleb, I mean, I, put Caleb up, put Caleb up. Caleb up. So do not go to independent spot shows. A lot of those don't have all the points you listed pre COVID. Of course you're right, Caleb. I agree with you. They don't, and I do, and it's like everything else. We're, we're here. We're here, like basically fantasy booking. If, if in a perfect world, this is what we feel like wrestling should be. Independent wrestling, especially in Tennessee, man. We we just went to a, sh- a, a show the other night. There were some things there that weren't believable. There were some other things there that were fantastic. It's it's a mixed bag. Um, I think independent wrestling is that's where like the lifeblood of wrestling is right now, especially during COVID. Uh, there's a lot of fantastic things going on. There's a lot of things that like, I mean, me and, uh, me and, uh, uh Sandoval were at a show the a couple weeks before the beard of trio or at the, the same exact show, half the show, we're just sitting there like this, like, Mm-mm-mm. that's, that is reprehensible. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then there was, a, there was a, there were other matches that was like, man, this is fantastic. So it's a mixed bag. Yeah. I like independent wrestling and there's a lot of stuff that's, that's, 
not believable. And when it's there, I try to be consistent and call it out and be like, eh. And even in my the show that I work on, the AWF, the American Wrestling Federation here in Ringo, it's a great show, great talent. Some of my favorite wrestlers in the area, Brian Valor, Alex Taylor, Lex Lee, Paul Lee, they do some fantastic stuff. But even then, they do some things where I have to go to Paul. I'm like, look, man, yeah. I wasn't feeling that, but that's just me. I, I try to, I, I, it, it's not, you know, it's nothing where it's like I'm going to lose sleep over and get bent out of shape. But if we're fantasy booking and and it's like, this is how wrestling should be, it's in a, in a ring, in a confined space with gentlemen's rules, with a pre-agreed to, you know, set of stipulations, with an outcome that either furthers the storyline and results in either the loss or acquisition of a championship. It's that kind of thing. So your your point's good, man. Your point's excellent. Um, um, but I, I, I try to be, Caleb, I try to be as consistent as I, as I can be. Um, not everything that, that's out there should be digested or, or I'm not, not everything that's out there is digestible for me, but there are other people that can. And it's, you know, it is what it is. Well, I mean, if you're talking about like independent spot shows, I think like a lot of times you could like give an extra pass to those that like these are these are outside the norm of the story of professional wrestling, like the moments that are going to matter historically. Uh, so I can I could give a, a little pass to those um, guys. This is this is part of a much deeper conversation that is part of the greatest part of this community um, because you guys are all fans of professional wrestling and we love you for it legitimately like you guys make this worth it everybody that showed up here tonight talking to us about TLC and like your thoughts on everything we love you too Chris Johnson I see you out there uh, we should just get you on the show sometime just so you and uh, the other Dr. Rob Stinson can hash it out and you guys can, can work through some things and Will and I moderate like all of this thing. Uh, there, there's so much to discuss. Really, this is a TLC recap show, so we're going to leave it hanging here and just, uh, you know, you've got our thoughts. You've got a lot of the fans' thoughts. You heard it. Thank you guys for participating. Again, this community, when you guys get fired up like this, when you start talking like this, as late as it is, like when you guys really get in the groove and you guys start throwing out your opinions, that's everything we're hoping for. Caleb, Ryan, Chris, like all of you guys, like when you're throwing in on this stuff, that that's what we're hoping for. That's what we want to know. We want to know what your thoughts are and we need you to be here for it. So just throwing it out there. This is exactly the kind of discussion we have. We think we have the best community, and we want to keep that going. A healthy pro wrestling community, celebrating what we love, and just, just pushing that to the top. Like that—that's what—that's all we want to do. We want to bring back the love of professional wrestling. I think that's our ultimate goal in this whole thing. This is pro wrestling. Uh, you're looking at him there—the doctor, the guy with all the knowledge. That's this is Dr. Stinson. You're looking at Hey, it's Will. You're looking at this is Gary Horde. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much. Join our Discord. Hit us up on Twitter. There's more conversation to come, more shows that we can hit you back on. Uh, there, there's so much more discussion we can have, but we love you for it. 
Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, enjoy 